welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast, a podcast dedicated to constructing a life of liberty. I'm trying something new today. I am actually going live in my Facebook group, the Constructive Liberty Podcast, and I wanted to see how that works, if there's any viewers, maybe I can get some interaction going on in there. But the title of today's show is Eroding Liberties. Yeah, we don't we don't like our liberties to be eroded, do we? And uh, it's reminiscent of the book 1984. I don't know if any of you have ever read that, but uh, let's jump right into it. I want to start off with a quote today, and this one is by the uh, the great Winston Churchill, and he said, "Never let a good crisis go to waste." So, what does he mean by that? Well. Sir Winston Churchill was a uh, a government official, and a thing that a government official does is never let a good crisis go to waste. In 1906, a man named William James wrote a paper titled The Moral Equivalent of War. What he was looking for in this paper, he was looking for a substitute for war, something which people could rally around and channel their energies into in the same way they do during wartime, but without the death and destruction. And he liked the camaraderie, the family atmosphere, the the way people pulled together during times of war, but he didn't want to have to have all the killing, the mayhem, the the horror that is war to bring that together. It it kind of makes me think of another quote, which doesn't tie directly in, but it says, this quote goes, hard times make strong men, strong men make good times, good times make soft men, soft men make hard times. So it's kind of a vicious cycle. And in those hard times, we tend to pull together. And this William James was brainstorming ways that we can pull together without that thing that binds us being war. So what does that have to do with the quote by Winston Churchill, never let a good crisis go to waste? Well, anybody who's been paying attention since, oh, I don't know, ever, the dawn of mankind, has has been able to... I don't know, follow the progression of events after a crisis. Just going back in the last 20 years, um, starting with the war on terror. You know, we think of, well, the war on terror started long before 9-11, 2001. But that is something that we all remember is as the planes flew into those towers and then they collapsed later that day, President Bush quickly declared war on terror. It wasn't war on something, uh, something that you could grasp. It was, it was like declaring war on something that's not physical or visible is like trying to grasp the wind or hold back the tide. You can't do it. It's never ending. There is no end in sight. So to declare on war on terror, was basically to write a blank check for anything he wanted to do. And he used that to push through eroding liberties. Um, it 
call it the Patriot Act. You know, it sounds awesome. We all wanted to be patriots at that time. You know, the uh, thing is a Toby Keith song. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. You know, every, we all rallied behind that. The ones of us who were caught up into it. I, I didn't at that time see that it was just another way to take some of our freedoms and our liberty and to hoist government, more government control on us. I don't know who it was that was said that every little bit of control that government gets, they use it to get themselves more control. So as is, think of it as a tug of war, the more of the rope you get, you know, you've got this two sides pulling back and forth and each side's trying to pull the other side across the center line. And as they pull the side that's losing has less and less rope, and so it's harder for them to hang on to it. The side that's winning that pulls a little more of that rope across the center line has more leverage, and they're able to pull more, use that rope to pull more. And that's the same way government uses their power that they get is to create for themselves more power. And they do that by not letting a good crisis go to waste. It's like, no, something really bad is happening. We have to make some laws and control some people so nothing more bad happens. And this is 2020. And we all, anybody who is uh, connected in any way knows some of the things that have gone on in 2020. Think, for instance, the... uh, I might get flagged for this. COVID-19. I want to read something about COVID-19. Whoops, I just exited out of my browser here. Now, I looked up numbers recently. And at that time, I don't remember the exact percentages. It was something like 2% of the American population had actually contracted COVID-19, and it was like 0.0008% of the American population had died from it. I don't think that would qualify as a pandemic. Maybe I'll get kicked off of Facebook for this. I don't know. But a top pathologist claims that COVID-19 is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. Dr. Roger Hodkinson told government officials in Alberta during a conference call that the curve that the current crisis is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. There is utterly unfounded public hysteria driven by the media and politicians. It is outrageous, he said. This is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated. Think about that. I'm sure anybody who's lived Longer than 20 years can think of a lot of hoaxes, whether that's happened in your lifetime or just going back through history. All you have to do is read a little bit of the history books and and the hoaxes or false flags or whatever you want to call them are innumerable. And they're always used by government to grasp a little more power, to... um, control people a little more to take away more liberties from those of us who want to live free, who want a lifestyle of freedom that I talk about. We want to build ourselves a lifestyle of liberty, to be able to do what we want without harming other people. What is a libertarian creed? 
don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. Those two things are how everybody should live. But do they? Some of the uh, people that have been taking away some of our liberties during this time, I, I want to read a uh, some snippets from an article on LegalInsurrection.com. L.A. County Supervisor Votes to Ban Outdoor Dining Hours Before Actually Dining Outdoors. A long list of lawmakers, governors, mayors, and others in power are issuing job-killing, soul-destroying orders and then carrying on their own lives as if there is no deadly plague sweeping the planet? Sweeping the planet? Are they suicidal? Homicidal? Or do they actually know something that we don't know? The latest of these people was L.A. County Supervisor Sheila Cool, who voted to ban outdoor dining, only to be seen hours later dining outdoors at a restaurant. And there's countless other stories of people who have uh, recommended everybody stay home, no traveling, only to travel out of the country for a little family vacation. They tell people to remain indoors from their hotel suite. Or or there's countless instances of that happening. They, they're telling people to do as I say and not as I do. Don't don't look at me. I'm above you. I'm I'm big. I'm I don't have to uh, to abide by these laws that I'm making. This is for you, the common people, the peasants. And and these people are not following their own edicts, their own mandates, and their own laws, as it were. Even though the highest law of the land is the Constitution, however you may feel about the Constitution, and within the Constitution it says anything that contradicts this is null and void. Do with that what you will. Some of the uh, some of the fallout from the COVID nineteen pandemic is the mental health issues that it's causing a lot of people. We're we're not able to connect face to face and visually and physically with people that we love, with our friends, with our family, and that really takes an emotional toll and a mental toll on so many people. And it's really affecting our youth. And youth is something that I'm passionate about. If you've listened to me at all, you know that I'm passionate about helping our youth, about building them up and giving, empowering them to, to create a life that they love, to do something that they enjoy doing, to not follow what the mainstream path is through the traditional education and you go to college and load yourself with massive amounts of debt. I hate that system. I was fortunate enough to have avoided that system myself. And so I want to help as many youth as possible to also avoid it if they at all can. This article comes from Sacramento CBS Local. Um, a sheriff, Woodbridge elementary student dies by suicide during online classes. An elementary, an elementary school student killed himself while in his distance learning class late Wednesday morning. Deputies confirmed that the 11-year-old boy was in his Zoom class with his microphone on, oh no, with his microphone and his camera off when he took his own life. 
His sister, who was distance learning in another room, found him and alerted a neighbor and her teacher who helped call authorities. And as we distance from each other, as we go through what they're calling this pandemic, it's taking a mental toll on so many people, especially our youth. And I I want to help avoid that as much as possible. But those in power over us are using this crisis to take more of our liberties, to erode what few liberties that we still have left. They're calling it the Great Reset. Globalist Klaus Schwab, this comes from ZeroHedge.com, he made it clear that transhumanism is an integral part of the Great Reset when he said that the Fourth Industrial Revolution would lead to a fusion of our physical, digital, and biological identity, which he clarifies in a book that he wrote, that means implantable microchips that can read your thoughts. Another key to the great aspect, or the fourth industrial revolution as he calls it, is merging man and machine. And I've, I've been following a few YouTubers and podcasters who talk a lot about the merging of man and machine. I don't know if any of you have ever listened to or watched the Face Like the Sun YouTube channel, and he's also part of a podcast called Canary Cry News Talk. And they talk a lot about the coming of the machines, the takeover of tech and artificial intelligence and all that. Really good stuff. And there's a few others, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but they talk a lot about this merging of man and machine, or as this Klaus Schwab calls it, the fourth industrial revolution. Upcoming technology will allow authorities to intrude into the private spaces of our minds, reading our thoughts and influencing our behavior. Is that not terrifying? Like what? Who in their right minds wants that? Have other people be able to read all of our thoughts and influence our behavior? Now, our behavior is already influenced to a certain extent by media and by advertisements and all of those things. But if you have an implantable microchip that can read your thoughts, that can read your brainwaves, it's likely going to be able to send brainwaves and create a um, create new neural pathways in your mind that that affect your behavior, that directly influence your behavior, not just... Um, subconsciously, but directly change your brainwaves. Nobody should want that. That's ridiculous. As capabilities in this area improve, the temptation for law enforcement agencies and courts to use techniques to determine the likelihood of criminal activity. If you have ever read 1984, you know about thought crime. You know that, uh, that concept. You know, if they even thought something that was subversive to those in charge at the time, they were they were disappeared. They were gone. They used technology to determine the likelihood of criminal activity, assess guilt, or possibly even retrieve memories directly from people's brain. Those things will increase, even crossing a national border might one day involve a detailed brain scan to to assess an individual's security risk. Now, why would anybody want 
this. Now, I am one of the first to admit I love technology. I love seeing the things that it can do, the, how it can empower people to accomplish new things. I mean, I'm sitting here on my laptop with a webcam right there. I'm reading articles off my phone. I've got some Bluetooth headset here. I've got a tablet sitting here beside me. I like technology. I don't want this stuff to go away. I don't want the TV show revolution to happen where the power goes out. I don't want that. I like technology. But I don't want an implantable brain chip where somebody can, whenever they want to, access my thoughts and even go back through my thought history. How terrifying is that? Like, if the, if it comes down to that, I choose the TV show Revolution over that every day of the week. I don't know about you. So what can we do about it? That's coming next week. Next Wednesday, I'm going to do a show about things that you can do to protect yourself online. Your digital identity, protect yourself physically, how to strengthen yourself um, physically, mentally, and emotionally. We'll get into that next week because you never talk about a problem without proposing solutions. Otherwise, you're just complaining, and we don't like complainers, do we? So if you like the show and the work that I do, I'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with a friend. Uh, tell all your friends to listen and I'd love it if you would go to iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to your podcast and rate the show. Also, send me a message. Connect with me on Facebook. Um, follow the Facebook page. Join the Facebook group. Or really, I'd rather if you went over to MeWe. I'm on MeWe. That's where I'm most active. So search for Kenneth Ash on MeWe. It might be under Ken Ash. But my picture is on the profile photo. And... Friends, friend request me. I'm accepting all friends if you're not spam or a bot or something like that. We don't want none of those. And then join the Facebook group. MeWe group. The Constructive Liberty Podcast. Join the group. Comment, share, ask questions. Hey, maybe I'll even interview you on the show if you like. Um, if you have any feedback for me directly or a question you want to ask without going through any of the groups... Send an email to contact, I'm sorry, ken at constructiveliberty.com. That's ken at constructiveliberty.com. Follow me on all the social medias, connect with me. Let me know how you are protecting your own physical, mental, emotional, biological identity. And don't get those implant implantable brain chips. With that, go out and do good work. <laughs>